Welcome to the Resourced Woman Podcast, where we are weaving story and wisdom in and around what it is to be connected to self and the earth by being resourced within. I am Bryony Montgomery, mama of four, body worker, coach, healer, teacher, writer, and founder of The Mother Way, a pathway of healing I created for women who are ready to activate their power by healing their mother wound, personally, culturally, and globally, resourcing themselves within, and deeply rooting themselves in belonging. Hi, today I'm here with Kerry Rowett from Awaken Kinesiology. Kerry is a kinesiologist, Reiki master and author who supports her talented entrepreneurial clients to create more alignment in their businesses and lives. She does this through her podcast, book and course, all entitled Align and Attract and in private sessions. Align and Attract is about helping you create your version of an aligned business, one that's congruent with your values, priorities and goals. Kerry lives in Adelaide. Australia with her lovely partner and two delightful little children and works with clients around the world. Welcome Kerry to the Resourced Woman podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited also. Uh, I invited Kerry um, to um, share the space with me on the podcast because I've been quite intrigued with Kerry's work for a number of years, particularly the grounded way in which um, she brings kinesiology into the wider community in a really tangible, uh, simple, uh, uh, accessible way. Uh, that really had me, um, though I've had a little bit of experience with kinesiology, uh, Kerry kind of brought uh, more of a commitment to that modality by the way that she was actually sharing it with her community and um, and the the tools and tips that she was sharing over the over the years that I've been. Um, um, interested and inspired by her work. And I joined her Align and Tract course in 2018. And this had a significant impact on my own work and business um, and was the first stepping stone for me aligning with my Dharma personally and professionally. And it led me to start on the pathway of creating a body of work from my own healing pathway and offering it to the world through uh, what is uh, the mother way. I still even use her chakra cards. I've got them here uh, to gain deeper insight into any areas personally and professionally where I'm feeling blocked. And I continually use the alignment tools that I learned from her course back in 2018. And just um, a few weeks ago, I'll just give a funny story. My uh, eight-year-old was in my office and she was attracted to Kerry's cards, the chakra cards, and she was having a little look through them and she must have been surprised, uh, you know, and she quickly put them all back, but they all, there was five of them that fell out onto the onto my desk and I came into the room and there was all these cards um, and I was surprised as to why they were there and when I read them all, they were all very much aligned to how I'd been feeling because I'd been feeling blocked over the Christmas period and I was so confuddled as to who I thought is spirit come through or you know and but my daughter Molly was so attracted to the cards and I left the cards up here 
for the remainder over Christmas and work through all those different five aspects of uh, aligning and yeah and she she was quite intrigued by them so yeah the cards are amazing so (laughs) thank you I love the synchronicity and you know things that happen in relation to those cards and just with alignment in general like when you are aligned the kind of magical things that take place yeah, totally. And she she's a bit sheepishly, you know, admitted to it. But she loved, she was intrigued by the cards. So yeah. So my daughter's using them as well, <laughs> which is great. So I'd love to start first with how uh, you came to do this work in the world that you do, Kerry. So I started by having some kinesiology sessions for myself. And that would have been back in 2000 and and when I first went along for my kinesiology sessions with Amanda 80 in Melbourne I just thought oh well you know this is really interesting I just loved the way kinesiology was able to pinpoint emotions I'd always found it really difficult to understand how I really felt I feel stuck and blocked and you know I do I go through cycles of depression and things like that and I was really noticing some changes but I suppose it was more on the level of this is really interesting and great but then I used to have this recurring depression and that had been going on since I was 14 and I was 28 at this point so I had happened to be at the doctor to get a prescription and I'd mentioned it to the doctor he ended up taking me through like a mental health plan, deciding that I should go on antidepressants. He's like, you know, it's not, it's not normal to feel like this. And over such a long period of time, you know, you should really get some help for this. And the point I was at, I was just like, you know what, you are right. Like how much more yoga can I do? And you know, how many more things can I try really? And so I took the prescription away and it just happened to be a coincidence alignment. I had a session with this kinesiologist already booked for the following day so I took this information along very resigned to the fact I was going to start the prescription at some point and explained this to her and she said you know do you want to work on it and I was like well you know whatever I suppose so like there was no desire and ready readiness for change on my part it was you know like well there's really no point but if you would like to we may as well but There was one session that week, one session the following week, and then the depression cleared. And it hasn't come back. I mean, this is now now many years ago. And so I think at that point I really understood, oh, this is actually very transformational work. This is not just, oh, you know, interesting, um, you know, good good stories and good understanding that you're getting. It's actually something that can change your life. And it wasn't too long after that I decided to study it myself, which, you know, it's a diploma, diploma of health science at that time in kinesiology. So that took me three years. And then I started practicing in 2009. So I started out seeing just, you know, a couple of clients a week on an afternoon, one day a week in the city in Melbourne. And I just loved it. I just had, because of my experience, I brought that passion and that sense of purpose and that desire to have an impact for other people into my work. And that was a part of what helped me to attract clients. Because I did have this kind of magnetism, you know, like anytime you really believe in something, that's very attractive to other people. Not just that I believed in it, I'd seen so much evidence that it really made a difference. So I did start attracting clients. I just carried on that year. Then at the end of the year, I was working, I'd been a teacher and I was working at the education department at this point. And it just kind of happened. I was either going to have to go full-time in my job and apply for a position or 
I was going to have to leave it. Like they weren't willing to do a part-time thing. So I had to make the decision to take the leap. So I had to then grow my business as quickly as possible because I had a mortgage to pay and I, you know, living in Melbourne, it's not, it's not a cheap place to live or anything like that. So I had these kind of responsibilities and also this very strong desire. So even though I did end up doing some more casual work for the education department, I did not know that that was going to be possible immediately. Mm. And um, I just focused on growing my business. So what I was doing every time I'd go into my clinic room in the city, I would figure out what my goals were, what I wanted to focus on, um, what it was I was trying to create, how I needed to be feeling. I was sometimes feeling worried, panicked, scared, Mm. fearful, nervous, unsure, doubtful. And so I would transform all of that into what it is that I want to feel. And then I would use all my kinesiology tools to figure out how I could release that and how I could just keep on staying focused on my clients, on showing up, on having that kind of impact that I wanted to and just focusing on supporting other people rather than it being all about me and my doubts and my worries and so on. And I also, you know, I was blogging, I was an early adopter of blogging and writing, sending a newsletter and things like that. But by the end of that year, 2010, I built my business to full-time capacity, which was at that time around 15 clients a week. Mm. So, uh, you know, it was quite a, a quick growth, really, especially, you know, in a modality that was not very well known. A lot of people did not know what kinesiology was. I think it is more well-known these days, even now, there'll be plenty of people who've never heard of it, don't understand it. Mm. Um, but back then, you know, not many people did. So it was it was quite an achievement in a way to just be able to do that, especially being someone who didn't have a business background. And then the following year, I worked with a business coach. I got some free sessions and she, you know, hearing what I'd done, hearing the number of people I was working with, I was fully booked. She just said, well, Kerry, you're obviously doing something right. You just need to figure out what it is and bottle it. And as soon as she said that, I said, well, I know what it is. It's alignment. (laughs) (laughs) And from that point, that's when the alignment process arrived. So I think I just even verbalized it to her, the earliest iteration of the alignment process, which when um, Brandy was talking talking earlier about using the chakra cards, the chakra cards are what we use when we go through my alignment process. We use the chakra cards to find out the number one block or misalignment for you in relation to a goal that you have. And then you go through this process to help yourself shift that. And so I, I then then taught a short teleclass series at this woman, uh, Margaret Gill, her name is, at her encouragement. She did not let me off the hook. <laughs> I did not, I, I had the idea. We worked it out together. I went away. I thought, this is ridiculous. I am not experienced enough to do this. I do not have that many practitioners that I work with. Who am I to think that I can teach this to anyone? This is ridiculous. So I went back, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> But she would not let me off the hook. She's like, Kerry, you've got something here that can help people. And who are you not to share it? So she was, you know, a really important person at that point in my journey. At She didn't even know what the process was aside from that very, very brief outline, but she believed in it and she believed in me enough to say, look, I think you need to show up and teach this. Mm. We ended up having nearly... Uh, ended up having 40 people join that teleclass series and the teleclass you know that's back when you used to dial in on your landline (laughs) (laughs) 
be on the phone, you'd mute everyone. And then, you know, it was, yeah, it was really old school. Big commitment. Yeah. That's right. And then from there, I've gone on to creating a line in the traps, the first of all, the course, which was just an evolution of that early teleclass series. Um, you know, and I've ended up working with lots of entrepreneurs and practitioners over the years, hundreds. Um, and I then have written the book, Align and Attract. And most recently, I have the podcast and I continue to work with um, clients. And although at the start, it was, a, you know, a bit more of a mix and lots of corporate clients who might have been working on confidence or self-belief or doubt or anxiety or depression, that kind of thing. These days, it is mostly female entrepreneurs who are growing their businesses and wanting to clear things within them that are preventing them from being able to really show up fully in the world. Mm. Yeah, when I um, first joined the Alina Track course in 2018, I was so surprised because I, wa- I knew a little bit about kinesiology and I kind of walked into it knowing a little bit about you and trusting that you were, you know, you were legitimate because in this, in this area it can get a little bit too esoteric, but you were showing up with the goods and I kind of thought, well, this is, this is the woman I got to work with. And so when I came into the course, I was so surprised because I've had a little bit um, to do with kinesiology, not a whole lot, but the amount that shifted. And I was actually more surprised about what were the blockage was underneath. So I could go in and go, yeah, this is the blockage here. But when I was doing the alignment process, I was always so surprised at the deeper underlying blockage that was there. And I'm like, how did you get in there? Like I couldn't see it, you know. Yeah. A lot of the time I couldn't see the deeper underlying blockage. Um, and so. Interesting, the- isn't it? And I think that's when something, you know, we're talking about, we talk about dharma. It's like when something's your dharma, like the thing that you create ends up having so many layers. Mm. Like yeah. I couldn't have known that when I just downloaded that process and, you know, evolved it, yes, but I couldn't have known that it was going to help people to really get to those deep underlying blockages because a lot of the people who are attracted to do my course, they've done a lot of spiritual work. So if it was superficial mm. and just, you know, at the surface, they wouldn't get anything out of it, but it really helps you to unlock no matter how much work you've done or how little even, because some people come to my work and they, have, they haven't done any of that stuff before. Mm. Um, yeah, some, some magic in there. There is, yeah. It does a deeper underlying and that's really put me on my wanting to, to, to yeah, to move on to that Dharma path, like calling the Dharma, calling. And I've life. seen you do that. And I, because I know that when you came to the course in 2018, you were like, you were feeling relatively blocked. It's like, is, you know, you knew it was the right path for you, but there's still that question, like, is this the right path for me? And then Mm. to see you birth this body of work that is so in alignment with you and it's got so much energy around it and all those layers and depth, like that's fairly inspiring to see how you've been able to do that once you created that alignment within yourself. It's like it then allows that channel, allows that, um, you know, your essence to come through and to flow into your work. Mm. And that's, you know, that's that alignment process, the essence and and tapping into that, well, for me, tapping into that essence of who you are in and, and also to with feeling resourced within in going into that deep, that deep layer, that core root, that centre of axis of who you are and living your life and creating 
you know, whether it's professionally, personally, in motherhood, in, in your, in your um, relationships, creating from that point of, um, of access, of rootedness in the self, which is that deeper alignment that you yeah, you're it's interesting, about. isn't it? Because I use that word alignment and you use the word resource, but in some ways, in the way we're talking right now, they could almost be interchangeable, couldn't they? Because really when you're finding those misalignments, it's the places and spaces within you that are not resourced, that don't feel powerful, that feel weak or feel um, you know, lacking in energy or hold that doubt or that fear and we transform them into a resourced energy where you can then choose make decisions, take action. Mm, that's right, yeah. And, um, we, you know, with everything that's happening in the world right now and, you know, things that are out of your control, you know, what you can do is you can go into yourself and you can do things like the alignment process uh, to to dig into the resources that you already have that are already exist. It might be buried a little bit deeper than, than what you even realise yourself, but they're waiting lying dormant within yourself in order just to, to alchemize and to use as medicine in your in your everyday I mean it's just such a an, 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 a really powerful process to yeah to do. thank you a definition of kinesiology I absolutely loved when I started out was around it being able to help you to unlock the potential within you and I think that's a part of what you're describing in talking about the alignment process. It, you know, kinesiology is a whole modality. There's so many different tools. My alignment process is one process and it's, you know, quite streamlined, but, you know, it does come from um, kinesiology. It's got a similar feeling around it. But, yeah, it's, um, it's just really interesting how it has that effect of unlocking that potential. So sometimes it might be unlocking those aspects of yourself that you haven't been able to, to find before. Mm. Yeah, because as we go along in our path, we can get really, uh, it doesn't matter how much work you've done, uh, you get blind, like you kind of get a bit tunnel vision and it's, you know, and yeah, it's a practice to keep yourself very open and to, you know, believe what you believe but hold it very loosely so it yes. can shift and change. And so we need, you know, teachers and processes in order to be able to tap into those, you know, those hidden resources, that, that deeper, deeper layers, unlocking the potential that we don't. Absolutely. And on that alignment piece, it's like what is aligned for us, like in our business and in our life and what that looks like at one stage of our life, that can change, you know, based on, external things happening in your life, having children or, you know, maybe moving location or other events that happen, they can all change your priorities um, and your goals and what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we're then looking at, okay, well, what would be aligned for me in this next phase of my life? So again, you need sort of those tools that can help you to really think about that and to continue to tweak what that alignment looks like for you in the phase of life that you're moving through right now. And as you mentioned as well, we go through stages in life like 2020 where things can happen externally that can completely change what it is that is possible or mm. what it is that you want or, you know, what your priorities are or can stop things that maybe you know you're someone who ran a lot of in-person events you can't do that you need to pivot and it's like 
yeah, being able to find those ways to come back into a really resourceful space, reflect on what it is that I really want now, what's possible for me now, and what kind of actions am I going to take now? So how am I going to respond from that, I guess, the highest, most resourced, most aligned part of myself? Mm, That's right. In collaboration with who you are, but also with whatever you believe is orchestrating or, you know, kind of growing the trees and, uh, you know, that's quite magical around us. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting relationship with yourself and with that external or internal other than us, you know. Yeah, can you tell more about that? Because I love that. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, even with the pandemic, I'll just bring it back to that, is, you know, the energy of resilience that that you have, that the earth already has. It's already got a natural resilience. It grows the trees, the flowers, the seasons, you know, the sun, the moon rises and, and sets every, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it wakes up every day and there's a natural resilience that's built into life. And when you are plugged into your resources, when you're plugged in and you're aligned and you plug into that natural resilience that the earth and externally that's happening. And so you wake up in the morning and that same resilience gets you out of bed. It gets you to have breakfast and to move on to the next part of your day, to mother, to work, um, to get in your car and go up the road for, you know, groceries. And so when you tap into that natural resource, it's already there. It's, It's revolutionary, just that tiny switch of um building a relationship with that already gives you tools to actually move through things like a pandemic or a crisis that's right what I'm hearing you say is like that moving into uh into alignment with the rhythm the natural rhythms of the Mm -hmm. earth yeah yeah it's like you know when when people talk about like a flower and how that actually blossoms or how you know a tree grows or indeed how a little child grows or a baby grows and how they just move through those different stages you don't be like oh come on you need to learn this (laughs) like there it's innate so it sounds it's like us also tapping into that as well like we innately want to grow and evolve and we're kind of just continuing to clear any blockages that might be preventing that so that we don't just lock down and limit ourselves out of, you know, fear or worry Mm. or some other emotion. Yeah, that blocks. That's right. That blocks us in. So I'd love to talk to you about, you've got two children and um, I know you're engaged and, you know, to be married, you know, in the future at some point. Um, (laughs) I'd love to talk to you because I just find um, being resourced or aligned when you're a mother takes a whole different, it's a whole different package. Um, It's all great. You know, when I know when I was doing my study, you know, going along in life and I've got my meditation, I've got my, like you did your yoga and, um, you know, I've got the the candles and I've got all the, you know, the great. Uh, practices in place and then throw kids in the mix and it's like mess it's like chaos and it can be really um difficult to get realigned with yourself now that you've got an extra little being or couple of beings that you're responsible for so I'd love you to talk to me about how you weave your work in or how that's actually you know helped or 
challenged you in in motherhood? Well, I definitely think it's an ongoing process. And for me, and I think for many women, it started in pregnancy. So during my first pregnancy, my son, Charlie, he's nearly four. You know, it really started to undo me. Because, you know, I and I was I did hold a bit of fear about what was to come because I just loved my business so much and had given so much of myself to that. The idea of pulling back from that really felt incredibly confronting. I wanted my baby and I wanted to be able to be there, you know, for him and all of that. But it was like the change just felt incredibly overwhelming. I did a lot to prepare my business. I worked very hard and, in fact, way too hard. I hadn't yet learned how to listen to my actual capacity, which did diminish in pregnancy, um, even though my mind was telling me I was fine. <laughs> my body had other ideas. So I spent the last eight weeks on bed rest because I got an irritable uterus and I was in a lot of pain yeah. uh, for that whole period up until... Uh, the birth. So it was really, you know, that initial um, realization, I guess, that I'm bringing this new person into the mix. They are going to change everything. I'm not really running the show anymore. So <laughs> when he arrived, you know, it was different because, you know, you've got this person and you completely adore them. You're so enamored by them that you're, I was more than happy to be a stepping <laughs> away from the business. <laughs> and then he was a real mummy's boy. He hated to be away from me and was not a very, not a sleepy baby. He was very wakeful. And had a lot of FOMO, always wanted to be around me and wanted to be by my side all day, all night as well. So, <laughs> and that, you know, that was a bit of a surprise as well. Like I just hadn't expected to have a baby who would just be uh, so needy, specifically of me, no one else. And so it really forced me to have to set my business a little bit more to the side and to deprioritize it. And when I was going through some really quite extreme sleep deprivation, I just remember thinking, God, this must be rewiring my brain in some very interesting ways because I cannot do the things that I used to do. I can't mm. push myself. I can't just go, do you know what? You can just do, you know, you can just go with someone else for half a day because you'd just cry the whole time. Like it just wasn't something you could push past. So it, that's one thing I really love about motherhood. It's so unexpected. Mm. And you are, you know, there's your needs, of course, your, your needs are still there, but you've got this other person and then there's the ecosystem of the family. And that I found has been very new and different to learn how to manage everyone's um, needs. And I certainly find for me as a mother, I'm the one who kind of is most aware of everyone's needs in that ecosystem and constellation mm. and just making sure we're all getting what we need. So my son really taught me a lot about surrender. <laughs> and just having to go with the flow and then by around 15 months though he was you know starting to get a little bit more resilient and he we started him in childcare two days a week when he was 16 months and that's when I finished my book Align and Attract and once he was in childcare I finished really quickly I wasn't able to work on it at all um, whilst he was a baby prior to that and then it was done and then I was able to get it out into the world within months which was just this really beautiful feeling of being able to kind of relaunch myself relaunch my business with this body you know this new body of work um, that really encapsulated a lot of what I uh, believe to be true around alignment and it's you know based on a story of somebody much like 
someone like us who is in the early stages of her business and she's learning how to create alignment in her business. Then my daughter, you know, she's, as always, she's different. In the pregnancy, I was just much more able to listen to myself. I knew how important it was. I would just sleep every afternoon rather than worry about my business. <laughs> and um, I just was more con- <clears throat> more content to take the time that I needed and to know this time will end and I can be patient. I don't need to have that fear that it's all going to evaporate and the business is going to go away. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that need to do all that planning and preparation. I could genuinely be more in the moment. Mm. And then she's, you know, she's a bit more independent. She's uh, more a confident little person. And I've been able to work a little bit more. Um, I was able to work a little bit earlier with her, but still, you know, very, very imbalanced and with in flow with the family. So this past year, I've seen clients first thing in the morning, usually eight o'clock, my partner will take the kids out, see a client, brings them home, he goes to work. Mm. A couple of days a week, I will have a nanny come for two hours and look after the baby and um, might just do a little bit of work. I mean, with the pandemic last year, that didn't even happen for months. It was <laughs> just the minimum, you know. And now she's about to start in childcare two days a week. And I have just launched the pod, launched the podcast, Align and Attract. And so it's interesting at around about that 15-month mark, both times I have launched or dived into a new creative project. And it's interesting that it's both it's stayed in this alignment. I, you know, that theme of alignment. And I think that's so fascinating because usually like we lose interest in topics and themes, don't you think? Like I think it sort of has to be your dharma for you to be able to keep that connection to it and to keep on finding those layers and that depth and to keep on coming back to it and finding freshness Mm. in it for you and for your audience. Um, Otherwise, you know, you tend to more just... you. You're interested in something, but then you move on to that mm. next thing. And it's too much hard work. I think, you know, when you're aligned with with your dharma, with what you're here to do, it makes it so much easier to move with it with your family and as a mother. Um, I remember before I started with the mother way and I was doing women's inner wisdom and there's still a lot of components that kind of... Um, are still in the mother way, like the woman being the center of the of the family and and coming, uh, you know, reinstating that cult, that that idea in the culture of the family. But I remember feeling it was very chunky with being a mum. It hadn't fully formed, and so it was a it was much it was much more difficult to move as a mother in and work. Um, was great, you know, in the philosophy and being a part of it, but actually physically working in that space was just really challenging. And so when you're more aligned, it just, it weaves, it it just flows much better. I think that's so true. And then when those spaces open up, and I think I've learned in these last few years to trust in that so much more, that when the energy is there, when the spaces open up, it's like, I will know what to do. Yeah. And then I'll be able to do it. I did not have that trust before I have children. I had children. I was more about the growth and more, I was more just on the one track and then just growing with that. Whereas I've learned now that power in being able to sit back, take time, be in more of a winter 
be in more of a creative phase at times where that may not be shared with anyone yet, but you're really nurturing it. You know, mm. I didn't have that kind of patience before. It was all summer. It was all on. <laughs> <laughs> I know that well, yeah. <laughs> it's like you come back into your body as a mother from my experience and from talking to other other um, women. It's, it's though you come from the cranio space even though you would have you know for me I had body therapies as being a massage therapist and you know and aromatherapist and Reiki master for many years but when you're a mother you are really in your body like you are so like alive in every cell that um, to move then after you've had a baby to move then back into that place of what you've known before motherhood it doesn't fit anymore because yes. your body and needs, your body requires, you require more of being in the body, like of resting, as you said, like having a nap in the afternoon, you know, and um, listening. It's very true. And coming, you know, leading up to stepping back into the business just a bit more this year, like I've had quite a bit of kinesiology work myself. And that's a lot of what it's been about is the kinesiologist picked up um, Bron Gauti, her name is, she's really great also, that I was trying to step back into the old way of doing business, the mm. way I'd done it, even mm. though in my head I had this new understanding. It's like, but now when I do business, I do it this way. I just mm. kept on trying to come at it with that energy. So I just had to be very, very patient and not really step forward in a super visible ways in the business until I'd really started to align and connect with that, the new energy within and to weave that new energy within of like, oh, this is going to be a, a really new way for me now of mm. doing business. Not just I had the business and I was really focused on that. Then I had children. That was different. They took a lot of time and energy. I changed the way I did things then. But then once I was out of that phase, I went back to the way I did things before. Does yeah. not happen that way. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> you want it to because you have evolved. You have grown as that person. And what a shame it would be if we did just mm. go straight back to the old. And I think for some, for some women and in some situations, that is what happens and maybe is what needs to happen because maybe they're in a corporate role and there's just this expectation when you show back up at work, you're showing up in that similar kind of energy. Maybe for some people, they're, they're really able to bring in that new energy to that old environment. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure that's not easy. No, I think that would be very challenging to do. Because I remember when I had my first child 13 years ago, uh, my teacher, my energetic healing teacher, Marie Best, told me, just remember every time you have a baby, Bryony, you'll be a new woman. You'll be birthing yourself as a new woman. And that you know, having four children that has stayed with me, you know, ever since. And it's been a comfort to know that um, on the other side of the birth, I, that's when the hard work starts. The birth and the pregnancy is kind of the easy bit, actually. It's actually, you know, on the other side of, of how, who am I? Um, what's important to me now and 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 reassessing and realigning and re, you know and resourcing even deeper into other things because you know each child with their personality will tap you into a new memory from your own childhood or an experience that you had that you had probably buried 
or, or not wanted to go there. Uh, I've got a lovely, beautiful little eight-year-old who is so like me as a, as a young girl and she really stirs up some deep stuff from my childhood um, that I need to heal. And as she's growing and every uh, year, you know, the new memories are coming through from when I was her age. And then I go back in to heal the wounds of, uh, you know, as, as her mother and, and as myself, my inner child and, and my, my wounded, um, my mother wound. And I go in and I start to heal that. Um, and so it's an ongoing, evolving newness that's always present, I find, with motherhood. I am so sure that's true. And I'm in the earlier stages of that, much earlier than you, but already, you know, you can certainly see it. Like uh, things that my, you know, my son was going through as a baby, like that was triggering things that I went through. I was a very wakeful baby apparently also. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting the way those those patterns can sometimes come through with your children and then they highlight those things that you can transform and heal within yourself so that you can show up and really support your child to have maybe a different experience sometimes. Yeah. And I think for you, um, what I see as a mother too, even for yourself, because I think too, what I, what I've witnessed and experienced for myself is when those things are triggered, we could often overparent the child. We can often overparent the little one to make it and push our story of our experience onto the child and change the way we mother uh, because we don't want them to have that same experience. But for me, you know, learning how to shift ancestral patterns um, and behaviours that come down, you know, the mother line, uh, particularly um, from mother to daughter, is actually about bridging the reality and the story of and the experience of what you had as a child that made you who you were, who you are, and then consciously choosing to tweak it and do it differently. But you can never eradicate the uh, the trauma or the experience. You can't change the experience, and you can't overparent a child and almost deny the experience happened because that's not uh, you know that's not of service to the child either. Because then you're fashioning them into a way into a shape. That might not be what you had growing up, but is still another creation of, um, you know, what you had growing up essentially, but just in a different form, if that makes sense. Yeah, such gold in there. Yeah, that's just perfect. Yeah. I think you're so right. It's like that, that fear that I can see this pattern that my child may be experiencing or that personality trait and I've got this fear of what that might mean for them because of what it meant for me and the way Mm. we might project that onto them and Mm. the burden that then brings. I just think everything you explained there is just so powerful Mm. and so helpful for many of us as mothers. For me, definitely helpful. And just tweaking one thing, you know, like I was raised in a household, you should be seen and not heard. I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to that. Um, just even when you make a mistake, even just apologizing to your child and just trying something, trying to do it differently next time. And still, I mean, you may not get it right next time. It may, like, it's an ongoing lifetime process. But I never had an apology from my parents ever, oh. even still now. And that just humanizes. And I think a lot of it is teaching children, again, tapping into resilience and those, um, you know, that alignment or that resource, resourcing themselves within, that it's not going to be perfect, that life is messy and life in the body is messy. You know, there's things that happen 
that, you know, that we don't talk about because there's a lot of shame and fear built into the system, into the culture, into relationship where we shouldn't be talking about certain things. So dispelling a lot of that by just um, owning the fact that you, you, you've made a mistake. I mean, just tweaking that little thing can have a massive impact on changing that pattern and that cycle of dynamic in, in the mother line. Yes, I agree. And that is something I've certainly done a lot of with my son. You know, he's a really emotional person. And um, I guess I am too. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, I do really um, consciously apologize when I might overstep the mark or I've got something wrong or maybe I've snapped or something like that. And I'll always say, I'm so sorry. I should not have done that or I shouldn't have said that. I was feeling X, Y, Z. And mm. often he would just give like a really beautiful response. Like, oh, don't worry, mummy. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's very um, sweet. But yeah, like you say, it's that real humanization of that. And it's like, I'm not going to get it right mm. all the time, especially as your kids get older. It's easier in many ways when they're younger, even though parenting little, very little children or babies is hard. It's, it's harder in a different way, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, um, parents are not on pedestals and we shouldn't be putting parents and parenting, mothering is a commodity now in our culture. Um, And there's a lot of image around mother and mothering and, and relationships and family dynamics. And so not placing the parent, the mother on the pedestal is a really important thing to be, I I find myself conscious of, that I'm human, that I make mistakes. And because I can make mistakes, you can make mistakes. We can all make mistakes together. And it's the mess. And it's, and it's not so much, um, uh, you know, we're all going to have traumatic experiences. It's how we show up to that experience which creates the trauma or not so we can be more mindful more open more receptive listen uh, take more care of our bodies Um, you know there's a lot of different tools that we can use like your alignment as well just to move ourselves back into how we're feeling and then expressing that from a place of authenticity and realness even to our you know even to our children and you can you know you you bring in as much information as what you need depending upon their age and so and that grows with them and so yeah I like you know I think it's just always a work in a journey in progress and there's never an end is I don't think so because you know I think if you were to ask our parents like there's or you know people who've still got their parents with them it's like they are you know, still on their own journey with that as well and what it's like to parent an adult yeah. <laughs> adult in their lives. <laughs> Some parents go, no, you're an adult, you're married, like my father. Off you go. I'm not really responsible for you anymore, which is very true. But I still even think as a 60-year-old woman, if I ever am blessed enough to become the crone, um, I think I'll still be in their, in their lives. Parenting, (laughs) but parenting them and them going, can you just back off, please? (laughs) I I find, I find, um, in spirit, uh, like in growth, that motherhood has been the single most important thing. And I never thought this when I moved into motherhood. is the single most important thing I'll ever do in my life. And the I do my work 
now. I did it before for other reasons, but I do it now because I want the world to be a different place for my children and for all children and to leave the place making some kind of impact that's going to, you know, move on and have some kind of inspiration for others in the future. And I think that's really beautiful when we're able to bring that forward from our motherhood experience or indeed from you know other major experiences that we might have is to say well who do I want to be moving forward what's the greatest impact that I can have and no matter what is going on in the world like what is still important to me what's still important in the way I show up how do I want to be able to reflect on the way that I navigated that time or what I was able to continue to move forward with and to birth of my own you know, uniqueness and out of my own uh, gifts and talents and my own inspiration. I Mm. think that's a real um, opportunity for us, isn't it? And that's what I really love about that alignment piece is when we do just keep on focusing on what's aligned for me, then we're able to move forward in that way that's, you know, in integrity Mm. for us and um, allows us to potentially have more impact. Mm. And to create but, that world that we really want to see. Hmm. So the piece in there is really motherhood is really about continuing to root in to the deeper resources, to the alignment. That's all you need to do as a mother is keep yourself close and in alignment with who you are and what you're, uh, you know, creating in the world in every area of your life and keep rooting into that. That's all you need to do as a mother. Everything else will sort itself out, really, because children will thrive because the mother's thriving and the children will grow because the mother's growing and they'll feel grounded because the mother feels grounded and rooted in. And so it's like the mother the mother um, duck and the ducklings following behind, you know. And I think for me the biggest piece for me with motherhood is that I've looked after myself first and the children have just you know, responded to that and has grown from have and they've grown from that. So yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful, isn't it? When our children can see us doing that for ourselves and see us honoring our own desires and our own needs and being really respectful of ourselves and being really respectful of others. And we can model that for them. Mm, yeah. Um is there a, I'd love you to share an align uh, like a Something that um, uh, some that the, the listeners could do now or after the call that they could feel more resourced or aligned within. Is there a practice or a you know a kind of a, a tool that you would recommend? Yeah, I want us to do some Reiki together. So yeah. we're just going to do a little bit of Reiki at our heart. I just muscle tested to check where. So I'm just going to do a few Reiki symbols just to start to tune in to the energy of the whole group, everyone who's listening. So if you could place your hands at your heart as well. And just taking some deep breaths. And so just thinking as you've been listening in to this chat with Bregoni and I, like what is the gold in here for you? What do you really need to take away from this conversation? And what do you need to remind yourself of so that you can feel more resourced inside of you?
And I'll share for me what's coming up is what Brittany said just a moment ago. I just need to keep myself close. That's all you need to do is keep yourself close. So one of my tools for doing that is my alignment process. You will have other tools. How do I keep myself close? And it can just be communicating with yourself asking yourself questions. How are you feeling? What do you need? Just continuing to feel into your heart and knowing that everything that you need is inside of this space. I can just feel a few like little doubts or worries swirling. So if you could just kind of gather them up as you can feel them swirling and just place them into your heart and just give them love. So consciously identify specific doubts that you might have at the moment or specific worries and just bring them into your heart so that whether you're a mother or not, you can mother those worries and doubts. If you've got children, then bring your children into your heart now as well. Just bring a, a childhood version of you, however she might be showing up right now at, the, at whatever age she's showing up. might vary if you were to listen to this again. Put her in your heart, sending her lots of love. Anyone else who pops into your mind who might need a little bit of extra love and care, you can pop them into your heart right now as well and just send them love. And just give yourself the reminder, I'm doing enough and I am enough. All right, beautiful. You can open your eyes. <laughs> I had connected as well in that to keep connected rooted in yeah oh you had powerful yes <laughs> yeah thank you that was amazing that was amazing thank you um uh, how can people access your work i know that you've got um awaken kinesiology your website and you've got a new podcast called a line and a track that you've just yeah made. Awaken Kinesiology redirects to alignandattract.com these days. So you can find everything at Align and Attract. You can find my course. You can find my book and the podcast. You can look that up on your favourite podcast app or on Spotify or whatever. Align and Attract and download it and start tuning in. It's all about helping you to create your version of an aligned business. So we go through and I ask questions and we talk about different themes and I help you to reflect on if you've got a business, what, you know, what that might look like for you, whether that's feeling really good for you now and any changes that you want to make. So it's just like, it's just like a great chat, a great conversation where you can do some reflection and then just move on with your day, maybe do something new or awesome in your business. Mm. 
And right now, as we have a continuation, they were in 2021, a continuation of the 2020 energy, um, great time right now, you know, to get yourself really aligned and, you know, and, and gently moving into the direction of how you're going to show up for the year for yourself and your business and personally. If that is a priority for you, I have got this really beautiful group Reiki that I did for everyone on my mailing list. And you can access that at alignandattract.com slash Reiki. It goes for 40 minutes. And so we really tune to the energy of 2021. And it's less about what is going to happen in the world this year and so much more about how we are going to show up. So it really helps you to come into that very resourced state so if you love Bernie's podcast you will probably like that <laughs> mm. and your reiki healing because i've had a few of those as well i really like we did just then are really powerful and last year's reiki healing that you sent for the year i'm on your list it was very powerful so yeah i would recommend 2020 was so interesting because it really was about things that were going to happen in the world and when i did it you know at the end of 2029 what a strange year this energy is so big this is like so powerful there's so many things that are coming through that i'm trying to interpret that are really difficult to fully explain Mm. and it's no wonder <laughs> that's the kind of year it was. <laughs> 2021 is different. As I said, it's a lot more about coming back into us and how we want to show up, which is so much about what we've been talking about today. Mm. Yeah. So I would recommend you sign up. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great resource actually. And you can use all through the year actually and I think it's so important, especially in these times which do feel more turbulent and more changeable and there's more unknowns, it's very important to have uh, resources and tools that can help you to come back to your own centre and stay close to yourself. And I think that is one of those tools that can help you do that. Mm, Most definitely, yeah. I'm going to link all of Kerry's um, website and her work and um, social media, everything on the podcast so you can actually can easily um, access her work and what she's doing in the world and it's really um, amazing work that she's actually you know creating and putting out and supporting um, women in the world doing what they want to do and and birthing what they want to birth and I've just loved talking to you I could keep talking to you but I know time is in the three hours couldn't we (laughs) I love talking to you and it's been such uh, such fun having you on the podcast and sharing the space and listening to your story, which I didn't know about the depression, um, which is really amazing. I find that, you know, alignment and being resource within that it arrives, you know, that it can be a gentle unfolding, but it arrives at a time when there's a deep calling within that there's something else, that there's something more that um you know that we're just not limited by this one moment and that we can bring in our experiences to actually um alchemalize who we are and create amazing it's so true and even though I said I showed up to that kinesiologist and I wasn't even looking for change or thinking I could create the change at a deeper level of course I was yeah yes you know on a soul level it's like Let's go. It's time to get on with this. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for being here. It's been such an honor to share the space with you today. And I look forward to maybe having you on again. (laughs) So honored to be here with you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, thanks, Kerry. Thanks for listening to the Resourced Woman podcast series. You can subscribe to the series at www.brianiemontgomery.com to receive episodes and series updates straight into your inbox. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye for now.